Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George Mackay, and the summer of... Uncle Bobby P. <laughs> That's right, we were just going down memory lane a little bit. Reliving some of our wonder years and much younger years with more fuller heads of hair. That's for sure. I feel like that's a shot at me. Are you kidding me? Have you seen the size of my forehead? It's got its own, like, freaking universe. Yeah, my hairline's receding faster than the polar ice caps, so... Well, don't they call that type of hairline, like, a widow maker? No, the widow's peak is when you have... Widow's peak, thank you. You have just, like, that that bunch in the center, but then it's receded along the the sides. Why do they call it widow's peak? Where did that come from? I, I don't know. I guess when your hair goes like that, you die, and then your wife is left a widow. Damn, that's dark. Super dark. Well, on that note, let's discuss some MLW guys. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to be there last week, but you know what? Uncle Bobby V held it down. He killed it. It was short, sweet, simple, and right to the point. This episode, however, will not be so short, sweet, simple, right to the point. There will be some banter. We've already discussed the widow's peak or widow maker, whatever you want to call it. And now we're getting into uh the deep dive. This episode again from Mexico in the house that Triple A built, and it was fantastic. First thing right out the gate. Second gear crew, Microman. The segment of all segments, there's always a segment that usually gets, you know, the MVP vote from the two of us on any given MLW show. And the fact that this was the segment that kicked off the entire show and it made the MVP list so early on, not knowing what other segments we would have, tells you something. Only Mance Mortar could wake up with his boot in an ice bucket with Matt Justice on the floor, with Manders on a chair, with Microman nowhere to be found, and yet there's a perfectly made bed right beside them no it wasn't bait it looked it looked slept in so i don't know if it was just maybe genetic. justice was in it and then he fell on the floor but it's funny like if if you know wrestling that's probably just like those guys have done that a dozen dozen times you know four or five people crashing in a hotel room one guy's on the floor one guy's on the, on the cuck chair it's usually on the bed it's usually probably standard protocol right These i guys... want I, you know what if i ever get a chance to interview any member of the sgc i'm gonna ask them point blank have you guys ever had a pillow fight well, I think pillow fights are, are legitimately things that might happen in wrestling. You know, you hit somebody just for fun with a pillow and they hit you back. And before you know it, it's a big bang boom type deal. You know what I mean? Hasn't there been, there's been a match like that, hasn't there? Yeah, like a bra and panties match. Yeah. yeah not... That's when that's when female wrestlers were treated like sideshow product. Yeah. As in, or cattle, if you will. Yeah, Cattle's well, a better word. Not today. Not today. We got some of them on the horizon, but... but uh... And, uh, yeah, but anyways, this... Let me just get through the segment real quick. Uh, we find Microman on the small, like, love-seated couch in the corner of every hotel room. Stretched out. Like, full out. The cup room. chair. The cup chair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he was loving life. And he also was loving life so much that he had a bra on his head. From someone who all he could say was, Grande. Yeah, they, uh, that was a big bra. It was a very big bra. Covered his entire head. Like, one cup fit his head perfectly so it was definitely grande for sure but uh they were late they woke up at 3 48 in the afternoon and they were well late to the venue for the start time of the show so while the sgc and microman get rolling we go ringside to joe dombrowski and christian cole filling in for match striker or maybe a new member of the commentary team He's we know the new member we know mlw loves to switch up their commentary team as much as they love to switch up their talent they always are evolving and getting better so match striker if his time is done with MLW, we wish him well because Joe and Matt, we've said this before, them on commentary hit different in so many fantastic ways. And Christian Cole uh, slid in very nicely with Joe Dombrowski. Uh, I enjoyed it. What? Nothing. What? That's, that's what she said. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I set myself up for that you one. Really, you really? I did. I did. Okay. I own it. All right. First match tonight was Mini Abismo Jr. and Black Taurus versus La Rebellion, which is Mecca Wolf 450. 
and the one and only bestia six 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 i don't believe this was a title match i'm not sure i don't remember the graphics edit or not but they are representing the nwa right now in mexico as the nwa tag team champions i believe this match was non-title i'm not 100 sure so if there are any marks out there that are watching the show along with us we appreciate you but please don't comment oh it was a title match i don't know if it was or wasn't that's why i'm not confirming or denying regardless of the fact this match was the only match on the card next to the main event and this match killed it absolutely killed it the one thing we did notice and it's not, not to be critic criticism in any way but we did notice that mini abysmo his timing was a little bit off so it did take us out of certain spots his spots in the match which other than that would have been stellar had they been hit perfectly not to say that mini abysmo was just you know oh he sucks it was just a, a step it was behind it was an off night it was an off night yeah. for whatever reason but the other three guys in the match did carry him i will say this black taurus the amount of times i see this guy work it's it's I don't know how he walks out of the ring with a man his size and what he puts his body through. It's amazing that he's still going strong after all these years, dealing out the punishment to himself that he does. Not 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 to mount what his opponents do to him, but what he does to himself. Yeah. But regardless of the fact, we get a win uh from the champions. They retain in an epic fashion. And that move was that last move was called um uh oh Mark, Mark of, of the, the Beast. Beast. Fantastic move. Fantastic finisher. These guys' tag team symmetry was perfect. Uh, Mini Abysmal and Black Taurus did not have the same chemistry. They tried, but they did not have the chemistry of Bestia and Mecha Wolf. But Rob, what did you think of this match? It was a banger. Like, I was sitting there, we were sitting there watching it outside, drinking a coffee. And, and I was going like, man, this is one of the best Lucha matches MLW's ever put on. I go, this is... And not saying something, because yeah, they've had they, quite a few bangers. They've had a lot. I go, this is this is probably kind of another... Even with, like I said, with Mini Abismo being just a little, like, a step off, it it wasn't that big of a deal, like, the, the timing. But the match was itself was great. Some great spots. Entertaining to watch La Rebellion at the uh, Auditorio Fausto Gutierrez. It was a great match i really enjoyed it and it set the tone for uh the rest of the night because uh, we'll get to the main event when we get to it but mm. needless to say it was even better than this one absolutely lived up and, and not surprising again not knowing what we were going to expect this being the kickoff though and again mlw always starts off with a hot match it's always fantastic and uh, this match was again not to criticize mini abysmal in any way just to step off a couple spots that would have been spectacular were so so and only because of just a little, you know, everybody has an off day. I have an off day. Rob has off days. By the way, your Spanish is, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. I don't know if I'm using it right, but I'm going to use it because I feel that it's right. Spanish is muy caliente. Muchas gracias, amigo. Did I use it right? I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. Perfect. I don't know either. But the fact that you announced that, that the whole arena thing, that was fun. MVP goes to you. And during that match, we did get some breaking news from a rather frustrated and angry joe dombrowski ty valkyrie was supposed to defend her title against delmi exo and somehow got the match scrapped apparently she called in a couple favors from some shady promoters well we're gonna hear from delmi later on in the show but yeah joe dombrowski very very vocal and frustrated about this actually when the news broke all you hear is him say, oh, come on. And I thought he was talking about the match for a second. Then the graphic came out, but he's like, she found a way to do it again. It was it was very Gorilla Monsoon-ish. <laughs> very much that's, so. That's a supreme compliment. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was very Monsoon-y. I, I love Joe Dombrowski. The, the dude's a gem. We both do. We both yeah. do. He's a fantastic human being. We've had him on the show go through the uh, MLW Rewind archives for that. It was a kick-ass interview. We hope to get him back on the show very, very soon. Now, we cut to the merch table. Yeah. And at the merch table, we've got Jacob Atu there signing autographs, selling shirts. We got Willie Mack there signing autographs, selling shirts. 
also selling some Caesar Durant collectibles from his own personal collection. That's right. Willie Mack selling Caesar Durant's personal collection that he liberated from said personal stash last week on the show. There was like a bottle of tequila. There was, there was a, a, a book of some kind. There was a skull candle. There was a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool stuff. And there were some people who were unhappy about this, this illegal selling of stolen goods. And that was Sam Adonis, John Hennigan, and Ty Valkyrie. That's right. See, see these little uh, Azteca Lucha, if you will. They were unhappy. They came up to the ring and they asked Willie straight up. They said, who gave you the right to sell these? And Willie said, hey, man, they were liberated. I'm selling them for my own personal gain. I'm not selling them to make a profit. It's going right into my pocket, which is funny because the profit is there because he didn't pay for any of those items. So. Yeah, but how do you know Cesar paid for them? They this could have true. been ill-gotten gains. And when you... Are, so what are you saying? You're saying you have no recompense. I, I mean, you you. So was is Willie Mack the Robin Hood of MLW, stealing I, from the rich to sell to the poor? In a way. Well, I, I believe if it was Robin Hood, he'd be giving to the poor. Exactly. That's why I said poor. selling to the poor because Willie's gonna make Willie's got to make that green any way he can. Yeah. No, he's kind of more like a, I don't know. I don't know. How to, like Black Cat. Okay. Stealing from the rich to just, sell. Just, just just to yeah, this is personal gain. Okay. Which is not a not an insult. Like, hey, steal from the rich. Listen, we they don't need it. We we already know that Jacob Fatu and uh, Samoan SWAT team have done this before. We all remember the, the fantastic segment that was the Samoan Chop Shop. So uh, we do remember that. That was a great segment. But Willie, uh, you know, not scared of all. John Hedick could get right up his face. Says, "Do you know where CD is? Do you know where he is?" You know, Willie says, "I might know." Give me a shot at that title. I might tell you. Pi Valkyrie says no right away. But John Hennigan, furiated. Says, you're on. I'll see you ringside. And at that point, Sam Adonis grabs whatever items have not been sold yet to take them back to make sure that CD gets his uh, his ill-gotten gains, if you will, because we don't know if they were purchased or stolen by CD. So he will get his property back whenever he returns from wherever the hell he went and whoever kidnapped him. Um, yeah, and then we also get a uh, Jacob for two promo on the collar. Good promo, too. Great promo. Uh, you may knock him down once. You may knock him down twice. You may knock him down three times. You may knock him down four times. But the fact is, if you knock him down four times, it's because it took four of you to knock him down. Yeah, let that sink in. Yeah. Jacob Fatu brings intensity. And that's something some wrestlers don't have. Mm. His promos, his matches. they bring, And we're going to talk about a guy later who's also brings some intensity. That's just foreshadowing. But Jacob Fatu's Ooh. intensity is what really what sends him apart. You look at his promos, there's conviction there. He believes what he's saying. He's telling it straight. You know what I mean? It's is. not an act. So th this was a fire promo from Jacob Fatu. And can't wait for that open weight title match that he is guaranteed when so he returns. He, well, he will face the winner of John Hennigan versus Willie Mack. W fingers crossed we're hoping it's Willie Mack because they had a banger of a match without a title. Could you imagine what the match would be with a oh, strap on the line? Fight, baby. It absolutely is. And the fact is, he's basically saying he his shot is coming. He knows it. But right now he's focused on the calling. And he's going to bring that heat. He's going to bring that fire. And all you did... Ricky Shane Page, Akira, Raven, all you did was wake him up. And that's a bad thing to do. So the calling, y'all better have your head on a swivel because the head of the Simone SWAT team now has you guys clearly in his sights. Oh, you see what I did there? SWAT team sights. You see what I did there? I thought that was pretty clever. I, what you did I thought that was pretty clever. I did. I did. Uh, and um, then we get a... Um, Umaye impromptu interview slash promo because it was started off as an interview turned into Alex Kane shooting on the dirt sheets. 
That's right. Alex Kane and Mr. Thomas in the back, just kind of shooting the shit. Sam Letourneau gets in between both of them to do her only what she can do best is try to get the real information. And Alex Kane looks at her and says, you know what? The dirt sheets talk a lot of shit. Dirt sheets talk a lot of smack. Everybody wants to know. You want to know. Everyone wants to know. The MLW fans want to know who is funding the Boom IA Fight Club. Who is the money man or woman? Well, July 8th, you will find out. That's right. At Never Say Never, you will find out. Because these half-truths, they have to stop. So you will find out who is bankrolling Boom IA. And that's on Boom IA. It's on Boom IA. It's on Boom IA. And at that point, they get Sam Turner in the action right before they walk away and leave Sam Turner hanging without getting any of her questions answered, which they do so much to her. Poor Sam, she tries. She really does try to get Alex Kane to give information, but Alex Kane always playing his cards very, very close to the chest. And I mentioned earlier on the show, Dummy. Dummy XL, the goddess queen. She is giving a promo. Pretty much tells Sam Turner she's unhappy. Of course, Taya found a way to call in her favors from the shady promoters out here in Mexico and got this match stopped. And that's unhappy. You know, or Delmi's unhappy, sorry, because the fact she has to wait longer. Well, nobody likes waiting. Nobody likes waiting. Every, well, I like the movie waiting. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got bronchitis and all. Ain't nobody got time for that. Well, there you go. That's right. Well, and this was a great promo, actually, from Delmi. Yeah, but Delmi's been on fire as of late. So all of her promos in this whole feud with Taya have been fantastic. I didn't like the one she cut in her house. Okay. I wasn't crazy about was that Was it because one. of the like the backdrop or just because of the, the verbiage? I don't even know if it was just because it was in her house. Was it, it was the verbiage? I think, honestly, I think when you're in your house, you're in like a comfortable environment. Like she was clearly in whatever, a bedroom or her computer room or whatever. I think she was in her office. Yeah, yes. like you're, you're just a little too comfortable there. And I don't think it's, it's as easy to be in character. Whereas when you're out standing there with Sam Laterna, it's a different experience. It just it, her her that promo from her house didn't have the conviction that I just talked about with Fatu. Whereas this one was great, loved it. This one did have the conviction, and actually Sam Laterno had to interrupt Delmi mid promo because she got word. She got word that Court Bauer could not undo the decision that was made in Mexico, but in New York, in two weeks, we are going to get the match we've all been waiting for. That's right, Taya Valkyrie will put the featherweight title on the line against Delmi Exo. And Delmi Exo's last words of this promo were pretty much MLW fans need better. They deserve better. They deserve a queen to represent them. And in two weeks, Taya Valkyrie will no longer be that queen. She's going to be dethroned. That's right. Bold statement. Bold statement. But I believe Del- if anybody's going to be able to dethrone Taya Valkyrie, considering she has not defended the title very often, we thought it was going to be Trisha Dora. And Trisha Dora did have one hell of a match against her. But Trish came up short, not at her own fault because of interference. Uh, but regardless of the fact, Taya Valkyrie, I don't think she's going to be the featherweight champion. Thought, for too thought much it might, Billy Starks might even do it. Uh, but no, Taya's been pretty dominant in her run here. So. When she decides she wants to be dominant. Right, when she wants, when she decides she actually wants to work. That's but, what I mean, exactly. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to this match with Delmi. I think they're going to put on a banger. Absolutely. And then we also got a, new, a unique look at Rob and I, our favorite featherweight. That's right. We got a unique look at Becca. Oh, yeah. Becca is amazing. Becca with all of her off-key singing and horrible. It's tone. so good. Like I can't I can't even... It is good, but it's bad. I mean, it's bad. 
but it's bad in the best way possible. Exactly. I can't even tell you how over this girl is with me. Like she can also she can work. Like you watch her work. No, she's, she's great. a great worker. She's great. The character. Like, we're talking about the fact that she can't hold that character is is just amazing. I can't get enough of it. Uh, you know, we we talked about over the last year kind of how the featherweight division felt a little bit neglected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, with Delmi as a signing, like as a contracted wrestler now, so they're putting more faith in that that division. Giving Becca this big promote, we're going to see right, more. I think Becca of... Becca is going to be signed as well. Uh, we did see glimpses of Jordan Blade and Boom IA Fight Club, which I would love to see Jordan Blade yes, become a we fixture. we need that. Representation matters. We need that fixture in MLW for sure, especially in the featherweight division, where they could use a big bruiser of a beast for sure. Jordan Blade fits that category too. Oh, 18. she'll take you apart five different ways. And smile while doing it. Yeah. With a big Enjoy smile. herself. And very much so. Scary enjoy herself. But the fact is, is that uh, there's a little pool going on the MLW socials right now. Would you like to hear... Becca, sing live at Never Say Never, MLW's inaugural pay-per-view. Oh, yes. You would. Oh, 100%. And you know that that track's actually been trending on Spotify, right? Like, the song's available for download, and people are just loving how bad... It's like William Hung, that that guy from American well, Idol. Rebecca Black. He bangs. Well, Friday. What I'm saying, that, if they got, if they got Becca performing Friday. with Rebecca Black as, like, her, her backup there singing with her, that would just be absolute money. That would they be. shouldn't do Friday. They should do another song. Saturday. Because it's on a Saturday. There you go. Have Becca write a song called Saturday. Saturday. Well, it's I think hard it's to great. write and record a song within that, that period of time. But Why? July 8th? This is like five weeks I, from now. I, I am so here for, for Becca in MLW. So you, I'm assuming you've already cast your vote on the pool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Performance. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Why is this even a, up for debate? Why is this even a, a, a survey? Just it, well, do it. Because the MLW fans have the right to decide whether she should or not. No, they want it. They just don't know it. Okay, so guys, let's make Rob, let's make Uncle Bobby B's dream a reality. Let's get back at a performer. Never say never. July eight. Don't forget, available on Fight TV. It's going to be a great price point. You're going to want to watch this inaugural pay per view. Eight event is already stacked. We've actually got two matches on the card have been announced so far. Alex Kane versus Alex Hammerstone for the heavyweight strap, and we've also got the Calling versus the SST for the tag team straps in a fans bring the weapons match. That's right. Never say never, fans who are going to be in the building. Get your weapons. Get everything you can think of. Irons, ironing board. You got a toy lightsaber. The only reason I say this is because I'm looking at one. Anything you want to bring from home that can be used as a weapon or you think can be used as a weapon, you get to bring it to the arena that night. Have you ever been to a fans bring the weapons match? No, I was going to go to, but unfortunately some personal issues came up. I, I So I went to one at IWS in Montreal, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and somebody brought like a light tube that they made into like a big pitchfork with other light tubes so it was just like a like the fans come up with the craziest shit they don't just like bring a chair or a table they make things to be used as weapons it's wild the one one of my favorite fans bring the weapons match was uh former mlw alumni aria blake she had an intergender fans bring the weapons match and somebody brought a makeshift homemade wooden cock and she atomic dropped the male wrestler on said penis. Oh, I thought it was a, like a like a rooster. No, an actual like. Oh, cock. okay, like I, a, like a like a peener. Like a peener. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. okay. And it was it was dangerously uncomfortable for a lot of people. I You know what? To be fair though, a wooden rooster would be just as uncomfortable, if not more so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, depending on the type At of wood. Least, like, like cherry wood is very soft. I think it would have to be bamboo. You better hope it's not oak. No, yeah, oak would you be fucked. Like two literally, 
very much so. <laughs> all right, now it's time for the main event. So, guys, remember, vote MLW, all the socials. You want Becca to sing, make Uncle Bobby B stream a reality. That's all he asked for. Guys, you make this happen, nobody has to get Uncle Bobby B any gifts for the rest of his life. Oh, you know what we need is an intergender match of Becca and Jesse Beaver. That's a good call. That is a good... It, it, well, and that's foreshadowing, too, by the way, we'll for talk, a little bit we'll later. Talk we'll later. talk later. Yeah. That's going to be a new segment coming weekly on the Rewind. But now our main event, it's a trios match. You've got John Hannigan. you got Sam Adonis. you got returning to MLW, Gringo, Loco, Bursing, yes. Psycho Clown, Hijo del Vikingo, I hope I said that right, and Ray Horace. Ray Horace was fantastic in this match. Psycho Clown was fantastic in this match. Vikingo was on another level. Sam Adonis was on another level. John Hennigan was on another level. Gringo Loco was on another level. The crowd was on another level. I, I feel like everyone was kind of just on another level here. I don't know what it is. Is it because I've said it like seven times in a row? The fans were throwing popcorn, beer. John Hennigan got a beer shower when he was in the corner at one point of the ring, you know, barrier, if you will. But this match was just, everybody hit their spots. Everything was phenomenal. I have never seen six men hate each other so much to the point where every feud got a little bit of time in the center of the ring. John and Ray, Sam and Psycho, Vikingo and Loco. Everybody had their spots. And the, the best part was, my favorite part was when Rob and I noticed that the ref was slow counting quite a few times. Well, why is counting so slow? So like Psycho Clown came up with the equalizer. That's right. The studded leather strap came out. The ref got it on the back a few times. And after that, the count seemed to be at a regular speed. They, they, they seemed to speed up. But, oh, man, this was, like I said, the first match I was sitting there going, this is actually low-key one of their better Lucha matches. This one was right up there. This was an absolute banger. I this would is, say this one was the best Lucha match they've probably, ever uh, How about this? Both of these matches are one and two. Depending on how you're feeling, sure. these are one and two in MLW that, that, At least that I've seen and I've covered, uh, definitely. I mean, all of these gentlemen were on another level psycho clown is probably the most over one of the most over guys he's in mexico. john cena mexico yeah. he, he the crowd was going nuts for everything he did everybody their timing was crisp the spots looked good everything looked fantastic and this, this is like lucha libre at its finest and uh also great it, it was cool that it was you know like three americans against three mexicans but it was lucha libre and a big shout out Super happy to see Gringo Loco in an MLW ring again. Uh, he is awesome, and uh, we hope they use him more. Absolutely, guys. If you want to know what his thoughts on MLW are, go through the Straight Talk Wrestling Archives because your boy sat down with Gringo not too long ago, and we actually did talk about MLW and how Core Bauer needs to bring Gringo back. But regardless of the fact, Psycho Clown hits the tightrope red code, if you will, or code red, whatever you want to call it. He hits the tight tightrope. And boom, 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 one, two, three, Psycho Clown, Vikingo, Rea Horas win this match. And it was just, again, a banger of a match. 15 minutes of excellence. That's how. And that's, that's, and that's 15 minutes bell to bell, not entrance. If you want to add entrance, it's 20 minutes. Yes. The final 20 minutes of this, this week's show was just that match. So it was fantastic. The only thing I would say is that, um, uh, Sam Adonis, I love you. That 250, because you can't hit the 450. And the fact that you still missed the 250. Was absolutely fantastic. Amazing. Sam Adonis versus Psycho Clown has that fight forever feel, and I'm here for all of it. Oh, and by the way, Sam, I hope you've iced your balls when uh, Psycho Clown put that chair right between the tatas and hit it. That sucked. 
that absolutely suck. But how about Vikingo and Gringo? I think they stole the show with some of the movesets that they threw together. They were incredible. And 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 the thing with Lucha Libre too is like it's it's you know to break kayfabe. Sorry, uh, it's not just the guy executing the move; it's the guy receiving the move. Like you both have roles to play, and your timing and your execution makes a big difference. It doesn't matter. It could be Rey Mysterio, but if he's against the guy who doesn't know how to take it properly, it's gonna look like shit. And all of these guys looked amazing. Everybody was just spot on. I, I can't put this match over enough. Everybody was on another level. Yeah. And speaking of putting over, we got a, a new little segment we're working in here. That's right. At the end of every show, we will announce two wrestlers that MLW should be watching. We are calling the ones MLW should watch. I'm going to let Uncle Bobby B go first. Well, I'm actually, if you're watching this on video, you can see the shirt I'm wearing. If you're not... It's Myung J. Lee. Mm-hmm. Young J. Lee is a young kid. I think he's about 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Works out of Buffalo. He's one of the uh, he, he's one of the Grapplers Anonymous guys. So he's been trained by guys like Puff and the, the Blade and, and all that stuff. All the Buffalo boys, Kevin Blackwood, et cetera, et cetera. He is young. He is amazing for his age. Tons of talent. Hits hard as hell. Uh, really enjoy watching this guy work. He's getting booked a lot up here in Canada. So he's certainly on the rise. And I think he fits the MLW mold. So definitely somebody they should keep on their radar. Absolutely. He definitely would slide right into that middleweight division fantastically. And my pick, we foreshadowed both of these picks pretty much earlier on the show if you're paying attention. But my pick is none other than Canada's greatest wrestling pop star. That's right. Jesse Beaver. Jesse Beaver is one to watch. Not because I I live for a Becca-Jesse Beaver mashup, but I also live for the fact that Jesse Beaver can cut it on the mic he can cut it in the ring and he can handle it with the best of them you've seen jesse bieber in and around a lot of great shows in ontario plus he's a fixture over at cwf which is a great promotion in st Catharines. but also most recently you've seen him on a few dark matches in impact this kid's on the rise he's got something special he's in his late 20s but he's still got so much left in the tank jesse bieber is one that mlw should be paying attention to so guys hit up the link below let us know, or sorry, hit up the comments below. My apologies. Let us know what you think of the ones MLW should be watching and give us some of your suggestions. I mean, if there's somebody that we know of or somebody that we want to check out, we will. We're open to any suggestions for who MLW could bring to this already impressive, evolving roster that they have each and every season. So uh, I think that's a wrap for this one. Yeah, I just think it's, it's cool. Like, we have a little bit of a platform here, so let's put some people over and hopefully get some people noticed that maybe aren't being seen enough and get them some work and we get to watch them and it's a win freaking win and that wraps it up that wraps it up that's right guys don't forget to check all the socials in the link tree below follow us on straight talk wrestling across all platforms rob has socials but yeah and and you know you can listen to us on usual Podbean, anchor spotify sunday night's main event that's right we're all over the place uh get on all your mlw action hit us up on the socials get me on uh, instagram at the real uncle bobby b we do want to hear from you uh, let us know what you think. What are your feelings? What are your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams? Well, let's try to keep it MLW related. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I love when people slide into my DMs, but I don't want to hear, like, you know, your your dramatic love triangle situation. Oh, I want to hear that shit. Slide in my DMs. I'm 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 interested. Totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine. You can make Bobby tremble any way you want to. Peace, love, and wrestling, guys. That's it for this one on the Rewind. Adios.